we're gonna walk down to domestic violence too. Good morning, and welcome back to our Weekly Wiseman, the weekly Frederick Wiseman podcast where we weekly watch the films of Frederick Wiseman and then speak to them. My name's B. Peterson. I'm your host, and with me as always is... Harold Urtiaga, ready to talk about the movie we watched. As I I don't know if it's going to make it into the final cuts, domestic violence too. We started at the second which I guess is yeah. how somebody who started at Empire Strikes Back must feel. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing a thing. We're going in reverse chronological order. That's how we're doing it. And I mean, um, there's no reason. It's not like it's a, you know, it's following a single character. Right. Or whatever. Is, is domestic violence one even in the same location as domestic violence too? So, you know? yeah. So I was going to, well, we'll, we'll say, uh, before we get to domestic violence too, I got, I got some house, housekeeping oh, to, sorry, to yeah. do at the top. Really jump in the First gun. things first, we got to plug this My Dinner with Andre thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, over on the critically acclaimed podcast network hosted by William Bibiani and Whitney Seibold, uh, they've got a podcast series called My Dinner with My Dinner with Andre. Um, in which they invite other podcast hosts to guest host an episode and where they all they have to do is watch the film, the 1981 film, My Dinner with Andre, and then talk about it for a bit. And us, well, me being the stupid overachiever that I am, decided to throw absolutely everything at the wall and create this monstrosity of a podcast. Um, so if you go over... If you go over to the Critically Acclaimed Podcast Network, you can listen to our My Dinner with Andre length podcast about My Dinner with Andre, where we talk about tons of stuff. All the all the hosts uh, are up, up here, so Harold's there, Anna's there, Mark, who is typically behind a paywall, is there. Um, Damn, you're, and... keeping, you're keeping Mark Edward Hoyk behind a paywall. Man, you're gonna yeah. You need to rethink your branding strategy. What what the hell? This is the first I'm I'm hearing of this. But um, yeah, it was an honor to be invited and to be showcased by um a successful <laughs> podcast. Hey, uh, and <laughs> no, no, you're right. Uh, you're right. So thank thank you, thank you to our gracious gracious host for uh. Not only in inviting, but also inciting um, violence and riots in what? The, in this podcast. This is essentially like the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover if they I'm never sorry. met and they what? didn't talk. Um, I, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> anyway, um, grad school is eroding my brain. And I, this is a fine Swiss cheese instead right. well yeah and yeah and so we've we've got a we've got an hour 50 minute podcast that you can go listen to and if you want to listen to everything that everyone said then you can head over to our patreon where we have all five total hours of of discussion of my dinner with andre um but yeah when uh, are we gonna uh, do when are we gonna do a, a wiseman length wiseman i mean our i mean our first episode one on city hall was technically the length of boxing gym so oh. Well, there, ticked so, off. Ta-da! Bucket list um, <laughs> over. I, I was actually thinking that maybe what we could do was we could do, what if we did like a commentary track, um, like if we recorded a commentary track for our episode of my dinner with my dinner with Andre, and that became a series. Like we just kept ex- going, becoming increasingly solipsistic and just talking about what we're talking about, what we're talking about, what they're talking about. Like, imagine, imagine. <laughs> Just, let's uh, start drafting it and 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 we'll see if if we can put that we'll start the twenty dollar tier just for that oh yeah we'll just we'll we'll put a fifty dollar tier just for my dinner with my dinner with my dinner with on well since technically that was because we talked about other episodes of the podcast it was technically my dinner with my dinner with my dinner with andre so we'll start a fifty dollar tier for my dinner with my dinner with my dinner with my dinner with andre 
So. Yeah, and then you can just watch two people <laughs> completely destroy, spoke, spoken, yeah, stro- destroy themselves first off, and then destroy the whole concept of like spoken language, essentially. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I think yeah. that's worth that's worth your investment. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, let's 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 incite Armageddon. Why yeah. why don't we? Um, but uh, other other elements of uh of of housekeeping. Uh, there's an update on the garden. Um, supposedly, this is according to an, I did some research, was reading some interviews with Wiseman last week, and supposedly, um, the garden may be able to be officially released next year. So, that's cool. Um. I'm glad. Yeah. Because, 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 because Wiseman is such a steward of his work, right? It's just kind of a shame that, um, poo-poo company policy from a poo-poo company prevented yeah. his creative work from from being you know released distributed yeah. uh and like yeah part of the reason that movie was so interesting like i said during the episode was the politics behind it all and obviously just shows how important it is not only for wiseman but for the viewing public for the people who know who watches stuff be it on pbs or like french television um just how how like important the work itself is, yeah. And how important it is that he finances this himself, uh, that he you know gets it done in on his timeline, right? Take up to mm-hmm. three years to edit a movie if he wants, and that he ultimately distributes and 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 sort of lives off of that himself. I I I, fi- I find that very admirable in in a time where. The option is to, or like the dream is to like make one movie that will land you like a like a Disney deal or like mm-hmm. a twenty four distribution or a Netflix deal. It it's yeah. just nice to see somebody pursue an alternative, just like a complete yeah alternative, and to be able to release those all of those things for essentially free because i mean other than the garden all of his documentary features are available on canopy right just, yeah, yeah, yeah for just Complete, the price uh, of a library card exactly and it, it's yeah <laughs> not not i mean not not so, free to the institution but yeah. The, the yeah the, the fact that institutions themselves yes. institutional funding contributes to frederick yeah. wiseman's mm. institution series of documentaries is is perfect of course right we love them don't we yeah and uh yeah and also one one more thing before we get into the movie today is i just wanted to give a, a final edition of walsh watch um final on... did he croak <laughs> no 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 this is but the just, final watch since i frankly unless wiseman does a documentary on it i'm not interested in following <laughs> beat by beat uh the 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 ins and outs of the secretary of labor duties but um but yeah, so Wal- Marty Walsh uh, uh, was finally, he was the last person to, person to be confirmed to Biden's cabinet as the Secretary of Labor. That happened on March 22nd, and on that same day, he resigned as mayor of Boston, and now Kim Janey, the first, who is the first black woman to become mayor of Boston, is mayor of Boston. So, there we are. That's your Walsh watch. <laughs> I mean, con- congratulations to her, but yeah. um, I feel like... Um, yeah, a uh, black woman becoming a leader by technicality uh, is number one, not great, uh, and number two, uh, feel like it's gonna happen again. Um, maybe I have an <laughs> inkling in my mind. If yeah, one, I mean, Biden did say that he was seeking re-election, but <laughs> yeah, um... but if something, yeah, if something were to, I don't know, happen to the very elderly and senile Joseph Robinette Biden. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, the Democratic establishment is hoot, hooting and hollering at that prospect. Though I, I will say this about about Kim Janey's uh, uh, technicality entering of the position is that it is kind of the ultimate, um, uh, uh, how do I the ultimate end to uh, uh, Marty's uh, philosophy while he was in office, or at least as as it was presented in the 2020 film City Hall, was that he's he's wanting to get. He's wanting to surround himself with as many diverse and inclusive voices as possible, and I think that it's it's fitting that that 
his last act as mayor is to to put a a, a woman of color in his place. So yeah, and uh, and uh, of course, there's also a very important sort of critique of, of diversity for diversity's sake versus the actual yes. policies yes, yes, yes. that are enacted. Mm, sure. And uh, time will tell on that, of course. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Kim Janney can can be, make it institutional that that this inclusion becomes becomes policy rather than just the grace of a mayor. Um. Anyway, uh, but. Domestic Violence 2, Electric Boogaloo is here for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to segue into this movie. It is. Um, it is. Um, I think, I mean, I d- purposely try to not read anything about the movies I watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a title like Domestic Violence 2, I kind of had to. All I could see was that the first one was centered more on, like, police and, like, uh, sort of external support. And then yeah. this one is just the courts. Yeah, this this movie. I mean, it it, it is a sequel. Um, it is the first of two Wiseman sequels that we'll be getting. Um, the other one is High School Two, and yeah, and this one, as opposed to I think uh, uh, High School, which they was the two films were filmed like twenty five years apart or something, um, thirty years apart maybe. Um, that that this is a direct companion piece to domestic violence um it is set in the same city it was shot presumably at the same time um it only came out a year after uh, the first domestic violence but yeah the difference is is its focus where i think from what i read domestic violence is about um the the people and like uh, uh anger management classes and police working with victims all that kind of stuff this is strictly the legal proceedings i think that it's safe to say that out of everything that we've seen so far even though we've seen we've watched shorter films this is the tightest um this is the tightest wiseman film we've seen there are a total of four scenes in this movie there is an opening um where we see someone getting arrested for domestic violence um and then we have an interstitial and then we are in a video court um, with Judge Heinrich, who is setting bonds. And then we have an interstitial to uh, Judge Ober, who is overseeing trials. And then we have no interstitial and we're and we're watching Judge Palomino Jr. with uh, petitions and injunctions. And then the movie and then there's the, the closing and then it's over. There are four scenes in this movie. Um and yeah, it just this while it's not like it's never like because it's so strictly pared down to just the legal discussions, like we'll hear repeated dialogue over and over again of like all of the swearing in and all that stuff. Like it's we never get to like the explosive bursts of emotion of something we might we might end up seeing in domestic violence, the first one. But so it's never it's never like we never see violence happen we never see outbursts of emotion but it is we're at this constant stress level um of everything is tense and it's never not tense and that's the whole movie for two hours and 40 minutes and it is an endurance test i did have to take a break to make some to make some craft mac and cheese um but yeah it's i i thought it i thought it was incredibly strong there i'm done with my rant no, I, I, all of the things you just said, spot on. Uh, the fact that it, it is so removed from the actual incident, but the, the, the violence lingers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the effects that it has uh, are, are really just so compelling, um, even, even if it is hard to watch sometimes. And it is like, these dudes are like real monsters, <laughs> Um, and who do you, who are you referring to? The so, judges? I mean, no, or? no, the, the the perpetrators. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like varying degrees of awful. Everybody mm-hmm. here is like varying degrees of awful. Uh, and yeah, it, it, yeah. So so Wiseman is working with like like one of the oldest conflicts, and we're thinking about dramatic conflict. Um, yeah. talking about one of the oldest conflicts known to man. Uh, but not on in in a, in a direct way. Uh, this is the the aftermath of that, and it morphs into 
a new conflict altogether, even though it is still stemming from the same base uh, sort of incident that is not seen but retold. So I, I think the aspect of like storytelling uh, is really important and stood out to, to Wiseman. Uh, also, the, the proliferation of, of screens, the mere existence of a video court, I think mm-hmm. is something that, that Wiseman is kind of, uh, I don't want to say playing with because that makes it sound like it's not taking this seriously, but it is it is kind of working with. Yes, um, yeah. And gosh, I was going to say something else about uh, uh, the, the, the sort of structure of it, but we'll get, we'll get back to it. Yeah, seeing everybody sort of narrativize uh the way things happened and well, yeah i mean sorry in other cases you know seeing people try to s- sort of work seeing laymen work in trying to utilize legal jargon and trying mm-hmm. to make the system work for them uh was, yeah. was another thing that really stood out to me yeah and i mean and in terms of like uh, uh, dramatic uh, precedent. I mean, we're Wiseman is in this film is working within one of the most popular film genres of all time, the courtroom drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's pure, pure procedural. That's that's what I, that's yeah. Also, what I I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, and the the decision to use you know the domestic violence court of all places, uh, obviously not taken lightly. Um. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously it connects to the previous project, uh, but when it, it in, inevitably brings these interceptions uh, or, 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 or these sort of, gosh, what's it called? Yeah, yeah, inter- intersections of like race, class, and of course gender. Right. These are all very gendered crimes. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and Wiseman does a good job to try to like include uh, cases that the, the it's like mutual combat to some degree um but it things very obviously skew one way yeah. um and yeah again uh, the, in in talking about the the topic in particular and why this topic was chosen it's one of those things where like even if you are staunchly anti-police like i am and you're yeah. like anti as am i, I just yeah be clear. <laughs> yeah pro, yeah pro pro police uh they them uh b peterson hey uh, stop stop. <laughs> boot liquor um Here, objection hearsay <laughs> uh but this is like yeah this is like no matter how against the police or the idea of a state you are chances are you're also against domestic violence so you're faced you're Mm -hmm. kind of forced to face the fact that like this is something that everybody agrees is bad uh uh, uh, (laughs) right uh and how do we deal with it and this is how we deal with it right now there's obviously so many problems at least this is how they were dealing it with in june of 98 right 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 with, you know, a whole bunch of new legislation that got enacted, which we will get mm-hmm. to. Uh, but how do we, how did we deal with that then? And how, if, you know, there's any way to, de- any better way to deal with it, uh, what is it? Yeah. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no. What what this film does so brilliantly in, in being so stripped down is, is it, I mean, I, and I, I'm not, I, I've never watched like the courtroom, like soaps, like Judge Judy, like that kind of thing where it's like where like because this stuff is like so often funneled for entertainment kind of thing where it's just like this person said this, but this other person is saying, no, you stole my cat. And who will pay the five hundred dollar fine for the vet next on Judge Tabitha or something <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My roommate spilled and, bong water on my laptop and yeah, we're taking and, our small claims court case to television to try to right. make some money off of it. And yeah, and here like it's boring. Like Judge Ober at one point, I was just laughing so hard because she was so clearly done with these people. Absolutely. And she was like, "Any other questions?" <laughs> and I, 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 it's 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 weird. All it's it, it's one of the final scenes, but 
I, I just think it's so strange that this was the hardest I laughed at any Wiseman film. <laughs> uh, like, I legit had to pause the movie because I was just busting a gut. I'll, I'll just, there's a bit towards the end where, like, it's the last major um, scene. Uh, uh, a woman has petitioned uh, and petitioned uh, uh, a petition of domestic abuse against her against her husband and uh, I believe I believe they're separated and she's wanting to dismiss it but the judge uh, Palomino is like I'm sorry this all this all these things he's done to you I'm not dismissing this this is a problem um, yeah, he's like this is so, my case yeah this and, is my case motion to dismiss denied yeah um, this is and 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 like because like he's he's this this guy has abused this woman in so many ways like on so many separate occasions he at one point was stalking her by getting in the trunk of her car and follow and like following her yeah and and he's and so he starts asking this guy questions and the guy just starts rationalizing like crazy like this guy's going off like he's just like yeah man i mean i i did some of those and he's just and he's like as god is my witness how you know i was just trying to help her and da, 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 da. and he's like so as god is your witness uh how did how did you end up in the trunk of her car and he's like well well it was my car too your honor and i was just i just lost it there <laughs> because this oh anyway um, yeah, when, when I was saying some of these guys are real monsters, this is the 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 dude that I was that I was talking about. Yeah, but like, uh, on the other hand, and some people some people don't rationalize. Some people are just to- totally upfront about about the stuff they've done. But this guy, he was just, it wasn't it was bonkers, man. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, and it's not none of it is like easy to talk about. No. Um, it's it's really not. <laughs> so I'm not even sure where to like, sort of zoom in for a closer look because I I don't I don't want to. Uh, but I I was gonna mention how you know, on some on some level you're like yes good, yes yes mm-hmm. good, and and on the other level, you can kind of feel and of course this depends on the judge and this depends on the officer, officer at the very beginning scene and uh, this. This judge in particular, I don't know if it was Palomino or, or if it was the first guy. Um, Heinrich? Yeah. Uh, they just also like seem to be getting like a weird power trip out of it. Heinrich specifically. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's like, you know, you're not, you, this is your case. And I understand that sometimes it is hard for abuse victims to break that cycle. Um, mm-hmm. Because they are either you know financially, socially dependent on this person for a million reasons, um, but you know the, the the necessity, especially to a person in such a vulnerable position, of framing it as you know doing this to help you instead of this is my case. Um, getting this perp would look good on my sort of record and. You know that that's two different things entirely, uh, yeah, and and I, I feel like so many of these, you know, of the way that the system is set up is really used to like bolster the number of domestic abuse cases, and say essentially, oh, you know, we got, you know, these many wife beaters off the streets, and then that can yeah. then be used to just like uh, boost somebody's chances of reelection. Yeah. I- yeah, but I, I but this film really doesn't deal with that kind of thing. Like we're we're just in the room. The the one yeah. the one thing I was wanting to ask you about though, politic in in terms of the politics of this movie was uh my sister watched like the first uh, uh 20 minutes of the film or so with me last night and <laughs> and and like like pretty much just the opening bit. Like um and it was, and what's the one of the main focus of that scene is like the police officers talking about is like I'm sorry, but according to this new law, we are mandatory, we are mandated to arrest someone, like, and someone has to get arrested. That's just that's the law. If someone calls on domestic violence, and and there is like, and it's not like just like a prank call or completely false, then someone has to get arrested, and. And so my sister and I, we just started debating about this later of of just like the ethics of that. Right. And ultimately, I think where I come down on it is like I understand it in that like 
if some if these people have been harmed at the very least these two people need to be separated and that's how the officers can do that obviously the officers like cops can be the the absolute worst and like you know abuse the person they're arresting or arrest the wrong person or any number of horrible uh, uh abuses of power but i get i get the legis- the idea behind the legislation of these people no matter what the situation is, someone needs to be sep- these people need to be separated, and that's one way of doing that. Yeah, I mean, so it's I was the just only... wondering how you came down on that this this law, which is clearly a matter of some debate because it's brought up throughout the film of like someone has to be arrested. I mean, I, I'm on the same boat that you are, where I understand the intent behind it, but it's the only solution that like a carceral state can come up with. And then we get into sort of bigger issues that have been the, this discussion all summer of defunding the police and, and diverting some of that money to like social welfare programs, which, right. yeah, right. This conversation is like dead in the water now. Uh, like there is no, the, the, the support for defunding the police has backfired uh, due to propaganda and sort of like uh, police um what I think, you know, once again, I don't want paranoid of, of getting in legal trouble over what I say in this in this podcast. But uh, I, I, this call was just like sabotaged from both inside and out, um, which is unbelievably disheartening. Uh, there was a horrible hit piece that came out on, uh, I think it was a UK newspaper, just like the Telegraph, about how screw the Telegraph, by yeah, the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, about how the the sort of defund the police project had failed. Um, anyway, this is just getting depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, there have been some movements though. Like New York just became the first state, or maybe it was New York City. I can't remember, but New York became it's the first place um, to uh, end qualified immunity for police officers which means that people can sue individual officers now as opposed to having to sue the entire NYPD, which I think is a major step forward. So that's good. I want to see that nationwide <laughs> where 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 police are no longer protected by the entire funding of the city and the state. So, yeah. And uh, that, that, that Telegraph article that I mentioned, it happened in Minneapolis where uh, mm-hmm. George Floyd was assassinated. And yeah. one, once again, the, the easy target here is, you know, people reactionarily uh, erecting uh, an autonomous zone because they don't want that police intrusion in their life. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, you know, things that are... Uh, you know that happen in the city normally whether or not police are there so just crime happen there's extra media spot attention put on them because it's an autonomous zone and no police are let in and you know sorry to sound like a paranoid conspiracy theorist but i fully believe that there are like planes clothes agitators who are purposely trying to to like make these things you know on uh, re- re- reverse these things to, to to revert these things to police rule um yeah i just yeah it's it's all so disgusting and messy yeah and, and everything and, like derek chauvin's trial is has started at this point and and if if you were to watch the tr- the 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 um the defendant case you would seem to you would be mistaken you wouldn't be mistaken if you believed that it was George Floyd who was being tried in absentia like the just so corrupt so yeah 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 just absolutely don't even get me started on all the trans legislation like Arkansas just became the first state in the U.S. to ban health care for trans youth and like <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, a whole other monstrous. thing that's a whole other I, I, I can't get into that right now but. I know but uh, you know kind of going back to the film I think yeah. of all the institutions that are highlighted uh, by Wiseman I think people have the most questions about the legal system a lot of people won't or you know won't get to see this side of things because they're lucky enough to have things work on their side uh, mm-hmm. to be in the right place at the right time or, or to be the right kind of person that never will come across a court proceeding like this and and may not even know how you know the, the different 
players and then everything that sort of goes into into making that happen. So I think in that sense, the institutional insight provided by Wiseman here is is maybe some of the the most uh, I I don't want to say exclusive, but yeah, like or or compelling of of what we've seen so far. Yeah, I I definitely think like I just. I'm just thinking in terms of like our conversation about it. And I think that it's easily one of the most uh, it's one of the best films to like, just be able to dig into it. Like there's, there's so much to talk about here. And I, yeah, I, this is, this is upper tier Wiseman for me. I think Um, just it's in terms of how insightful it is into a process and how, how how well it's presented um i i again speaking to the structure of the film four scenes i really did appreciate i was very thankful that that over that it is a series of de-escalations because we start out dealing with the worst um the people who are facing felonies um people with long lists of priors um uh, uh some people like murder is involved or child abuse is of like sex child's abuses is yeah involved. yeah I, I mean yeah the, the it's it starts pushing... out very ugly and and over the and then we move to less serious disputes in the trials and then finally we come into the injunctions which is just a couple people in a room having a fairly reason like uh, a, a civil discussion about all this stuff and and so i did appreciate that it's a series of de-escalations and it's not getting more intense as we go on um, though all of the situations are stressful and hard to deal with, I did appreciate that we didn't we didn't start with 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 the people who were dealing with stalking and then end with you know child rape, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> so. And even though these injunctions are even more removed uh, or, or you know less intense uh, in a certain way, these women are. Like they look so tired, mm-hmm. uh, especially everyone the, looks exhausted. Yeah. In this movie, especially the, the the one that was like, "Listen, I just don't, you know, th- my husband doesn't really have anywhere to go, and we're both violating this um, order, you know, to stay away from each other because he has nowhere else to go. Uh, can can I just please rescind it? Which is the one that he he sort of responds to. This is you know my case, and I can do what I want with it. Um, yeah. yeah, she just looks like just wants some peace, and I hope mm. and I hope that they all got it. I mm. really do. At the end of this, that's really the most you can say after watching Frederick Wiseman's Domestic Violence too, and like yeah. the ending, sort of series of interstitials or the ending shots yeah yeah there's yeah the the, i think one of the one of the most intriguing endings to any anything we've seen from him yes um because you exit the courtroom you follow a guy as he's exiting the courtroom end of the day clock out everybody um and then you just see the sort of ugliest american urban landscapes that you've ever seen welcome in your to florida life. yeah it, it like wiseman is just really just giving you the shittiest <laughs> like mcdonald's there's like a yeah, shot of a mcdonald's it's fast food restaurants it's gas stations it's intersections like it's just yeah it's flat it's dull there's it's... just one series of shots that's a, a mcdonald's a liquor store and a cemetery and i'm like okay i get it <laughs> this is depressing. <laughs> I just <laughs> uh, Eisenstein would be proud. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but but I think what's even more important than that is is after that, it's a montage of 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 residential neighborhoods and houses, and and then gradually the houses get nicer and nicer, and then we've got the Tampa Bay uh, skyline over the ocean and that's where it ends yeah and that looks very beautiful but yeah it just it takes you on this journey of like this is where all of the events that we've been hearing about over the film this is where they take place i mean presumably this is also where they take place this is this is a, 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 a right there's no indication 
you know, no continuity of space established by Wiseman to say that these are from the neighborhood that the courtroom is in, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, we never like, like uh, we don't do, yeah, uh, we don't talk about like give the the briefing on on Wiseman in every episode. I think that maybe we should do if we hope to grow our audience. But just for clarification, Wiseman his documentaries. Uh, there's no text on screen. There's no talking heads. It is there's no musical score. It's literally just uh, a, a raw footage edited together. Essentially, um, there's there's sound mixing in there, but like. But it is just the thing itself. And and yeah, so th- there's no we don't get any text on screen saying like this is the house where uh, uh, the the St. John family uh, uh, lived or something like that. There's there's nothing like that. We're just seeing the houses. And yeah, and I, I thought it was pretty powerful in that like this is these are all the kinds of places like this is stuff where this stuff can happen. This is stuff where this stuff does happen. Um anyway right and and, and, then you know uh, speaking to that seeing the class disparities between the people uh and seeing how they kind of handle it i'm thinking about the guy who threw a belt uh Mm -hmm. at the wall apparently uh and grazed his wife uh how how he's very you know right off the bat he like knows how to talk to the court because he has worked with domestic violence victims himself as yeah. a counselor. So, you know, number you, that just strikes fear into your heart because you're like, there's no one better to be a domestic abuser themselves and know how to game the system uh, than this man. But, you know, maybe that's a completely, like, bad faith reading. <laughs> but Well, I mean, yeah. as, as his wife puts it, who is who is the victim in this case. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I called the police so that someone could take him in uh, to like, to what do they call it? The drunk tank. The drunk tank. Yeah. 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 She, it's she, like, she I didn't, that. I She's... had no idea that domestic violence would be, would be a part of this. I just want, he was, he was, he had been drinking. Uh, he was on a lot of anxiety medication and I was just worried about him and I didn't want him to drive. And so I was going to call the police to have him be put in the tank for the night. And that was it. And I, this whole domestic violence charge, I I didn't want this. I didn't expect this. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the fact that throughout this movie, so many victims, more often than not, are like, no, I don't want to see, you know, my spouse thrown into jail forever. Mm-hmm. I still want this to work somehow. Yeah, yeah the, the the I think it's it's the St. John uh, uh, couple. Mm-hmm. Um uh, towards the yeah, in the, in the where, injunction where the woman looked extremely extremely tired. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Sharon St. John and Roberto St. John, and she just she is so tired and she just wants to dismiss it. Like I just I don't want any problems, and and yeah, no, it's 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 so sad. This yeah. stuff. Like this movie. What this? I after this movie, I was like, mom. You're an amazing mom. I I love you so much, kind of thing. Like I, I I should say is like I've my family no domestic violence problems. Um, I'm incredibly fortunate in that regard. Like my parents are still together after almost somewhere around 25 years now. Um, yeah, like we're I'm I'm incredibly fortunate in that. So I I am coming at this from an outsider perspective. I I should point that out. Um. Obvious, this this didn't tr- tr- extremely trigger me other than a moment where uh, Roberto St. John is like talks about like calling his son the F slur um, and I was like at that point I was just like ah that that kind of hit me wrong um, but but yeah this I this obviously extreme content warning for for people for survivors of of domestic abuse for this film right right. Uh, it it should it should go without <laughs> saying, but yeah yes. yeah he he didn't call he didn't call him that he only called he only said he was being an idiot yeah uh, according, according to, to him. him exactly um yeah all, all, also the 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 Perkins Perkins v Paris uh, mm-hmm. where it's the, the girlfriend who uh, his, 
you know, her boyfriend tries to keep bringing up the fact that she has a drug issue. Um, yes, that's that's Calvin Perkins and Pamela Cannon. And that's yeah. in we see their trial. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Cannon. That's... I don't know where I got where I got Paris from. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I was talking about just sort of trying to make trying to to make the legal jargon kind of work for you. He is mm-hmm. he very consciously, you know, is trying to sort of work in a lawyerly fashion uh, to defend himself. Which is like, that's another thing. I don't really know what the sort of right to a lawyer is with regards to that. And if he like opted mm-hmm. to not have one and to like represent himself, which is like, you know, yeah. or, or where his like public defender is if he has one. Because you don't, you know. We, wh- we don't wh- see a ton of lawyers. In you this. don't. And if you, they're like in the periphery, um, if, if at anything, because it's sort of hard to... Uh, determine you know who is related to the court versus who is here to provide counsel if anybody so i'm having a hard Mm. time thinking of any moment where a lawyer you know like like defended a client in such a direct way in the direct in the way that we think of when we think of these court procedurals yeah um I'm because during the trials, like pretty much the only like uh, lawyer, so to speak, was the prosecutor. Um, I, I, I don't remember any counsel for the defendants, yeah. but but we did see in the injunction section. Um, let's see here. What's da, 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 was it? Uh, uh, Louis Solomon, the Katarina Solomon uh, against Louis Solomon, um, the guy who like. Ch- has choked her, threatened her with glass shards, and pointed guns at her head on multiple occasions. He had counsel. Um, um, but oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, now it, I remember. Yeah, and he, and he's really she's a really shitty lawyer. On top of that, because uh, there was like some there at one point he didn't even like he know. didn't have the paperwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have the paperwork of what they were supposed to discuss. And I was he like, was doing his best though. I was like, that. damn this this. This slime bag. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's he's screwed. got that. He, he, he yeah, he he's he's got goo under that suit. Yeah, um, just just slime. Uh, yeah, but and, uh, oh, I I I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Did you pick up on the queer the queer uh queer scene? What do you mean? There was a queer person in this film. Yeah, was it was it the boat incident? The what? The boat incident? No. No, when the one dude got got punched. No. Oh. Then then so, then no. This is this is pure speculation. Yeah. But but as soon as she walked into the room, my gaydar went off, <laughs> and then as the as the facts of the case revealed themselves, I was like, oh shoot, I was right. Um. A woman in the injunction. She's filed a petition against a guy who's already been arrested. Um, and she... Let's see here. I'm, let me find... Da, 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 da. Let me find the, the specific... Okay. Taya Brown. She looks to be some sort of naval officer. Um, and it's against Michael Cron. No, no, sorry. No, I'm looking... Sorry. Charles Kendall. Um, and he is accused of like dozens and dozens and dozens of harassing phone calls, like nonstop calling her and at one point breaking into her apartment. And the reason he's doing this is he's looking for his wife. Um, and like, and so I just, I just, I just, maybe, maybe they're friends. Maybe they're more than that. That's all I say. Like right. the, the, uh, Charles Kendall's wife and and um, and Taya Brown, um, but because like I, I mean she's she's got like she's got the short haircut. She she's in uniform and you're like oh, uh, but I, I yeah I was just so like in like paying attention to like their for lack of a better word performance. But the mm-hmm. basically way because out of all the the sort of pairs that kind of went up to to testify, I think that in terms of just like selling it with their faces, the two of them, I don't know why they stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, just because 
she wasn't sure if she wanted to file the injunction at the beginning. Like she paused exactly. for a yeah. bit yeah, it before is, she, before it is she says, moment. yes, I'll, I'll continue with this. Yeah, it is that moment where she like steals herself and she like decides to go through with it. That is, yeah. that and, is really in my brain. And the way they just kind of skirt around the discussion, like the wife is only brought, like we never get her name or anything. Like it's no one's ever asked about, like no one even wants to bring up uh, uh, what the relationship of 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 Browns is to Kendall's wife, and so I just the whole way that that was handled, specifically because it it just seems so similar to the way that everyone is talking around the legislation, the anti-gay legislation and state legislature. Um, it just it gave me it gave me a similar vibe, and so I was just like, is, is she gay? <laughs> and so anyway, I just I I wanted to point that out because because. I don't know. It seemed interesting to me. Well, it That's seems the jury. I wanted to still point this out because it seemed interesting to me. Seems the jury's still out on that one. Yeah. And with hopefully, that, hopefully, she's happy with uh, with uh, happily married to her wife. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I got. Nothing, I got nothing else. Yeah. It's a, it's um, a good length. We got a good forty-five. And I yeah, talked about all the I, things I've I got, wanted to. Yeah. All right. I've I've got a couple things. Um. One, I think it's incredibly notable that we don't see anyone crying until the last scene or until the last major thing, which is um, Terry Davis and Henry Davis, the guy who's rationalizing got in her car and all that stuff. She's the first person we see cry in this movie. Um, uh, and I, yeah, I think that it's it's uh, significant that there hers is the last uh, major case that we see. We see a couple people with like the one of them isn't present kind of thing after that. But, uh, other, other than that, um, I, I, I really did like judge Palomino. I thought he was out of the three judges. He was clearly, uh, the bound, the, I think the most appropriate balance of invested and also not drunk on his own power. Um, like Ober, Ober was kind of just going through the motions. Like, let's let's get through this and and heinrich was clearly on a power trip like obviously he was dealing with the most violent offenders but also he was just like no this is what i'm doing and that's how it's gonna be you people are terrible and i'm gonna da, ba, da. um like at one point he says it's like man you should have run him over with your car like <laughs> like that guy i'm not totally comfortable with that guy being in the position that he is but but palomino he was like he he never raised his voice he's just like I'm sorry, but all of this stuff is happening. I'm I I can't in good faith dismiss this because um, there is clearly something that is that is wrong here, and so this has to be filed for 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 your safety um, and for others' safety. And so I I I was yeah I I really did appreciate uh, uh, Palomino. Um, so yeah, I guess that that wraps up uh, with what I had to say. Um, yeah, there's. We could go forever until like we could go into f- the whole insane uh, uh, debacle with uh, the Brian Reisinger trial, where people's stories keep changing and alliances keep shifting, um, like that. That whole thing. I was taking notes and I'm like, hold, on, wait, who's on whose side? Is, she's prosecuted. She's on the. She's a witness for the state, <laughs> but she's on Brian's side, and it's that that whole bit was uh, a comical respite. In the, about halfway through the film, um, yeah, anyway. it, was, it kind of felt like a Cohen, like something out of a Cohen Brothers. Yeah, movie. Cohen Brothers is a kind of a bit. Way to it. Uh, but yeah, overall, uh, as you know, sort of the as much trepidation as I had going into this, um, I can see where it was made, and I mm-hmm. enjoyed it as much as somebody can enjoy something like this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, rough sit, but but a good sit. Frederick Wiseman, you, one thing you, 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 you just have to say about him, his movies, they do what they say on the tin. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, quantified vibe check? Oh gosh, this is an- another one where it's like, what, you know, what do you do? pithy thing could I even rate this as? But uh, just talking in completely serious terms, yeah, I would agree that, that this is um, um, among the sort of higher half of, of the Wiseman that we watched so far, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so you're not even gonna do one? <laughs> I uh, 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 maybe not. I'm sorry. All right, that's fine. We don't have to do one this time. But 
But do you have a recommendation for the margin? I do. Recently, I watched a movie called uh, De Cierta Manera in in Spanish, in English. Um, it's I think it translates to one way or another. Uh, okay. I, I th- I've seen it also translated as sort of. Um, well, La Cierta Manera is in a way. Yeah, yes, yes, in a certain way, literally. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's a 1974 film by Sara Gomez, who is an Afro-Cuban filmmaker, uh, post-revolutionary, of course, uh, uh, who, who sadly uh, died of untreated asthma uh, before this film could be completed. So it was it, it was finished by her mentor, uh, Tomás Gutiérrez Alea, who uh, made Memories of Underdevelopment for any oh. Cuban Cuban film heads out there. Uh, I've but heard it, of that film. It, it mixes sort of documentary and uh, romantic drama to tell the story of the sort of slums of Havana that have been recently uh, demolished and, and built into uh, more, you know, the, the future, you know, socialist utopia living situation. And how, you know, despite the fact that these places were constructed, the culture didn't change. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, even though many people, many social scientists especially, thought that it would. Uh, So I think it's really, really great, and it's available on YouTube. Uh, The captions are white, so sometimes, especially later on in their film, they're kind of hard to read. Uh, Okay, because they don't have like a black border. Yeah, Uh, but it is such a unique film uh, and, you know, so playful about uh, its usage of, you know, what we might call documentary form and the romance narrative and mixing actors and non-actors. I think Wiseman listeners, Wiseman heads will will appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, sounds like something Agnes Varda heads would enjoy also. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that that sounds cool. And if, yeah, and if you speak Spanish, then you don't even need to subtitle us. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, my recommendation... I couldn't decide between two because there there are two recommendations connected to the film in two very different ways. So I'm just going to do them both quickly. Um, One, uh, this film reminded me a lot because specifically because I haven't, it's, it's a film that like uh, domestic violence Two, just gets to the very meat of like, uh, uh, of this is how legal proceedings work and with no flasher or anything. And it's Asghar Farhadi's a separation. Um, which is one of the better films of the of the 2010s. Um, it's very critically acclaimed. I'm not the first person to to shout its praises. Like you don't, I'm both yeah. But um, but it is a a very very good film, and it and it has a lot of the same like the scenes where people are arguing about divorce, about uh, about culpability, all these different things. There's it's it it has a lot of that same energy, same same realism to it. Um, that's, it's just, in that case, it's also a narrative fiction. Um, but the other one that I wanted to talk about, because after watching Domestic Violence 2, you may very well be in the need for a warm hug. And, uh, uh, Kogonata's 2017 film Columbus is a warm hug of a movie. Um, it's about, it stars Haley Lou Richardson and John Cho as, uh, two people who, are, have uh, uh, strained relationships with their parents in uh, Columbus, Indiana, which is a city known for its unique architecture. And it's a story of friendship and and moving on and catharsis. And it's so sweet, so quiet. Kogonata is a video essayist primarily, and his video essays are brilliant. Um, like he's, he's got a bunch of stuff like on, on criterion discs. So, you know, he's got, you know, his quality. Um, but this is his only feature as of yet. And I, I love it. And it's, it's very soothing. So if you, if you need something to, to, to give you a hug after this movie, then this, this can do it. Um, but as for next time, this is. Uh, this is this is gonna be this is gonna be neat because one of the things that I learned while doing some research is Wiseman is going to start production of his next film in May, um, and it is going to be a work of fiction. 
He's making a fiction film. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Holding off until you're like 92 to make your first Well, I mean, he's made some in like the 80s or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, he, he made one uh, narrative film in like 1982, um, which will be, hopefully we'll be able to tra- track down somehow. But, um, but next week we will be watching his last documented piece of fiction, um, his late his 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 latest, as it were, it's thirteen years old, but it's his latest one. Um, is the last letter, which is a recording of his play that he directed for uh, La Comédie Française. The so I don't know I don't know how to speak French, but it's 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 a he so Wiseman in his spare time directs plays, and we get to see one of them. So that's next time the last letter. Uh, we get we get to have a very different conversation next week. I'm excited. I, I'm very excited. I didn't even know what it was going to be, much less the the sort of context here. So uh, there's going to be plenty yeah. to talk about there too. Yeah, that's fun. Off air, I said that I'd, I'd say I'd save the surprise for on air, and I'm I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah, I yeah I I am looking forward to it. And thank you, everybody. Thank yeah, thank you, you for listening. Um, this is this has been a tough one, uh, yes. but. And I mean, in a couple episodes, we'll be watching domestic violence. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, I'm wondering I, if we're gonna. I'm wondering if we're gonna see the, some of the same people in that movie. Yeah, I just found out like last night what Primate is about um, and what happens in Primate, uh-huh. um, and I am really scared. I'm oh, like dear. really like whatever like however bad domestic violence is going to be primate is going to just like take it to another level in in terms of like visceral disturbing uh images so well so well the other thing i looked up i forgot is i on the note of can't wait for this is remember how i said at the beginning of this podcast series about how he makes movies that are almost uh, six hours long Mm mm-hmm so there's only one movie that's six hours long. There's only one film that's longer than City Hall. Do you know what f- what it's about? What what is it the? It, 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 it's not Titty Cut Follies itself, right? No, Titty Cut uh, Follies is only like eighty minutes. Oh, uh, what's the well? What's the title of the long of the long one? The the title of the six hour documentary is Near Death. It's oh, about yeah. end of it's life about, care. Yeah, hospice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this. Yeah, this is that's another. Yeah, that's gonna be another great one. Yeah, like um, that's that's gonna be that's I'm probably gonna watch one hour of that a day for six days. Like that's probably how long it's gonna take to get through that one. I don't know. Yeah. Oh boy, and then gotta, and then we'll do a double feature of a more Michael Haneke is more with it. <laughs> you gotta do one one day five days one for every stage of grief, so you can come out of it acceptance. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely. Right. You know, our weekly Wiseman, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah, no. Sometimes, yeah. like sometimes, uh, boxing gym and hopefully zoo will be fun, or, or Central Park or something like that. Hopefully, there'll 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 be some st- fun stuff in there. But yeah, go go watch go watch La Danse again. Th- that's a fun one. That's a relatively light one. Um, some of the ballet performances, notwithstanding. But uh, <laughs> all right, uh, why don't why don't we wrap this up, Harold? Why don't you plug yourself? I am at Harold TXT on Twitter. You can follow along with what I watch at Schmerold on Letterboxd, S-C-H, uh, oh gosh, M-A-R-O-L-D. Um, and uh, I already plugged in my, it's time to talk the Muppets. Uh, yeah, Muppets. Appearance. I have no engagements at this time. If you'd like me uh, to come on your podcast and breathe into the mic, I can. What did what, what? Where did you plug the Muppets? Was it on Wiseman? Yeah, I think it, it was Fassbender? the. I think it was the last Wiseman. But okay. In case you, yeah, in case I, I don't know, you haven't, you just started listening today. Oh Welcome. my God! Yeah, first off, you what really a way to jump the, in. Yeah, you picked the hell of an episode. But uh, yeah, I am uh, on a podcast called It's Time to Talk the Muppets. They are sequentially going through every episode of the original 70s Muppet show. Uh, And I went in to talk about Paul Williams, the guest on that episode, and his music, and the Muppets, my my lifelong love of Jim Henson's Muppets. All right. Very different than, than Wiseman. Uh, and it was in fact a little like it felt so funny just plugging the show 
uh, <laughs> for for a Muppet audience, being like, none of y'all. <laughs> no, we're hey, making assumptions did, here because hold I am. On, did, I, had you watched the garden yet? Were you able to plug? Is like you like Muppets, right? Well, you know Jim Henson also made Sesame Street, and did you know that Sesame Street appears in um, Frederick Wiseman's 2005 film The Garden, which you technically can't watch, but you can watch technically, technically. Uh, I should have. I really should have done that, but I, I instead was like, if you like hearing me talk about media, which is, <laughs> yeah, God help you if that's which, the case. Hey, I do enjoy hearing you talk about media, Harold. So thank you. The feelings, you feelings mutual. Um, all right. Uh, as for me, Twitter, Letterboxed at Blue Gray Closet. Uh, you can follow uh, the Screens Margins on Twitter at Screens Margins. We're based on Anchor.fm slash Screens Margins. You can find us at Patreon.com. Clom. Patreon.com slash Screens Margins, where in addition to getting the free podcasts, the new releases podcast, the Wiseman podcast, you get uh, bonus stuff. You get a podcast about Rainer Werner Fassbender, a podcast about Dorothy Arzner. You get a podcast about Lucrecia Martel. Uh, in other words, you get podcasts about queer cinema. Um, and, um, and you also get to vote on future episodes of uh, you get to vote on what movies we review on our new releases podcast. Uh, you get the bonus stuff. You get all the extra stuff for Wiseman. Um, and I, I, yeah, so I had so many mental breakdowns while, while, while making that podcast that I, I think I would really appreciate it if, if people listened, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I, it, I guess. Um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. If you're a patron, it ensures the continuance of the, of, of all these endeavors, um, so th- thank you. Uh, we know that there's a pull these days when it comes to films to focus only on the big and mainstream stuff. So thank you for spending time with us today here on the margins. Good night. Excuse me. <laughs> Was that good night? Is that what you yeah. said? Oh, okay. <laughs> good night. Ah, 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 ah.